Robertson wasn't the only person who died on this boat. This was where he'd lost Katie, and today had just become another reminder of how quickly death could grab its victims. Was anyone else on the boat when you got here? she asked. No, just him. I got here, I don't know, ten, fifteen minutes ago. I spent a few minutes tinkering with the engine before going downstairs. I've had someone look after her for me this past year, but I wanted to make sure she would still run. When I went downstairs, I found the body, checked to see if he was alive, then called 911. I tried not to touch anything except to check his pulse. That's when you showed up. I'm sorry, she said. Don't be. You're just doing your job. Maybe, but it's not just that. I'm sorry that you came to say goodbye and now have to deal with this. He shot her a weary smile. If there's anything I've learned over the past few months, it's that you never know what you're going to have to deal with. Life isn't exactly straightforward. Her heart ached for him. Tyler was strong both mentally and emotionally. He'd experienced things overseas he'd never be able to tell anyone. Yet somehow he'd survived. He'd also been strong enough to survive the loss of his wife and adjust to his newly found role as a single dad. But no matter how strong he was emotionally, he couldn't escape the process of grief, along with a vulnerability the healing process brought with it. She drew in a slow, steady breath. You said you came today because you're planning to sell the boat? He nodded. I thought I'd take one last trip out on the water. Then, yeah, I plan to sell. I'm ready for closure. I need closure in order to move forward. It was what he'd been searching for the last thirteen months. She'd stood beside him in the emergency room when the doctor told him Katie was gone. Spent the one-year anniversary of Katie's death with him in the middle of the Smoky Mountains always as friends, nothing more. He was the husband of her best friend, a grieving father and husband, which was why after Katie's death, she'd done everything she could to help him and Liam cope, taking them Chinese takeout, watching movies, and playing on the Wii with Liam had come naturally. Until the dynamics of their relationship had shifted, at least for her, Falling for him had been completely unexpected, and something she'd never meant to happen, which was why she had no idea what to do with those feelings other than stuff them back into the secret crevices of her heart where no one could discover them. She looked up at him, wishing it were possible to simply turn off her feelings like one turned off a faucet. She wasn't waiting for him, nor did she have any expectations but she also didn't know how to ignore her heart when he caught her gaze, or the rush of her breath when he touched the back of her hand. They'd been friends for years, but now... Somehow she'd allowed everything to change. You should have called me, she said, giving up on trying to keep this from being personal. I could have taken time off and come here with you. His gaze searched hers. 
I knew you would have come if I asked. But this time, it was something I needed to do on my own. She nodded. Tyler didn't owe her anything. He didn't reciprocate the feelings she had toward him, and she had no intention of letting him know how she felt. Too much stood between them. Katie, the past. But I admit I didn't know how hard it was going to be, he said. Coming back to the last place I saw her alive, when I stepped into the cabin, he was there, staring up at me with those vacant eyes. For a moment it was Katie looking up at me all over again. Familiar memories swirled between them, dark, haunting. It's funny how life works, he continued. Sometimes I feel like I'm living again, like I can go on and make a real life.